0: congressman uh, good afternoon to you sir welcome to the program
1: hey Pat good to be with you
0: now tomorrow is when we have the two-day phone-a-thon for penny pitch and this year we're doing junior achievement and we're helping them with their job spark program so if you could collectively go to Dave Keller and all the other people there in your office and I don't need direct donations from them but if you could just get us uh, all of their credit card numbers uh, we can handle everything on our end over here so that <laughs>
1: I think David Keller can afford it.
0: I think he can, too. You're overpaying that guy. you know. And then every time we go out to eat when he's in town, I, it, it, amazingly, I end up with the bill. I'm not sure how that works. But you know, d- doesn't he work for you?
1: Uh, I don't know. If he works for me I, or I work for him, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> See,
0: there's probably a lot of truth to that. So, um, so, Congressman, first of all, thank you very much for being with us today. Um, so, Kevin McCarthy, I mean, two months ago, Uh, He was fighting, you were fighting, others were fighting for him to keep his seat as the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and then it became aware that that wasn't going to happen, and through uh, Representative Gates out of Florida and eight of his friends, uh, the Speaker could not survive. And then uh, we had an incredible race to try to get somebody else in there, and just when we thought... uh, it wasn't going to happen. We got a new speaker, and and personally, I think he's doing a fine job. Uh, I think he, I think from Louisiana, he is a stalwart conservative, and he's probably everything that we could have hoped for. I th- that's just me, uh, but Kevin McCarthy now has come out and said he has now decided that he not, not only is he not only going to not be speaker, he's not going to be a congressman anymore, and he's announcing his resignation at the end of this year. Uh, I'll let you talk about what this means to you, and I'll tell you why, why it bothers me. Go ahead.
1: Well, first of all, um, I thought it was a mistake to oust the Speaker. That yes. being said, Mike Johnson is a true conservative, probably the most grounded conservative we've ever had in the Speaker's chair, at least in my lifetime. So that that's the good news. A com- committed Christian pro-life uh, pro-family, conservative, and I really like that about Mike Johnson. But nothing's really changed. I mean, from McCarthy to Mike Johnson, the dynamics are still the same. Uh, we have a very slim majority. We haven't even uh, even with Mike Johnson, we passed the same type of continuing resolution uh, to keep the Pelosi spending levels that Kevin McCarthy passed that led to led to his ousting. So. All that being said, McCarthy was ousted. <clears throat> he's decided to quit early. And I, I got to say, Pat, I mean, I, I think we're, we're all elected to these jobs and things happen. Um, for a lot, a lot of things happen. I, I gave up my state Senate seat halfway through my four-year term because I was, I was elected uh, to Congress. This, this is different. Um, he's quitting early, and I always think, I always think elected officials should fill out their term that they were elected to by their voters to serve. That's especially important to note now because McCarthy is quitting uh, by the end of the year, and that will leave us with George Santos being booted. Yep. That will leave us with a two-seat Republican majority. And let me tell you, there are a lot more than two of these Republicans in the majority who are squishy, Yep. that that vote more like Democrats than they do Republicans who don't have a backbone. So. That, that's not a good sign for when we get back after Christmas in January when we have the next spending fight to stop and prevent some kind of a CR or an omnibus or a bloated spending bill. That's going to be really hard to do with a two-seat Republican majority. So that, that part of it is unfortunate as well. I wish Kevin McCarthy well. I hope he has a, uh, a good post-congressional career, whatever he does. I have no idea what he's going to do. I haven't talked to him about that but i i i wish him well but i wish he would have served out the rest of his term.
0: did, did this i don't want to throw this weird but did this catch you off guard or, or were you kind of like well there it is we knew this was coming
1: i i, I sort of expected it um i i thought it, it was it was largely predictable and i think there were a lot of reasons for that i mean obviously he was upset that he was the first speaker in history to be ousted and I had noticed you know, I had noticed he hadn't been around a lot and he'd been sending sending some signals publicly that he wasn't going to be around for long. so i I, I, I have expected it um, that it would happen. What I didn't expect is that he would leave leave us at a time where again, now now our majority shrinks to two, and that leaves us in a really tough spot
0: well and and with Santos being ousted, um in my view, you and I had this discussion two weeks ago um. I didn't like a lot of what Santos did. I didn't like his dishonesty. I didn't like the deceptions of how he, it was that he got into office and all of that. But I thought it was the wrong time for Gates and crew after they did what they did to Speaker McCarthy. And then uh, for uh, people to go after Santos and say, OK, let's put him out now. And Republicans voted to oust him. Now, you didn't. But a lot of Republicans did. And I'm like, are, are they so dumb that they don't understand what they're doing to the makeup of the House?
1: Yeah. Then we have another another Republican congressman, Bill Johnson, from Ohio, next door, who has announced that he's been selected to be the president of a college in eastern Ohio. He'll be leaving any day, too. So you do the math, and then you go from 2 to 1. And then what happens when you have— another congressman fall off a roof that that's something that actually happened last year we right. lost his vote for a number of weeks or someone passes away or someone goes to jail or someone uh quits for whatever reason i mean then all of a sudden we don't have a majority anymore yep. and that, that that that's i think that's what we have to protect against and i i, I wish i wish mccarthy could have stuck around a little bit longer but yeah, you know, it's his his personal decision, but that, it leaves us in a it leaves us in a tough spot.
0: Do Do you happen to know if he went around and talked to a lot of members of the House about Hey, I, I just need to let you know this is what I'm doing, or did he treat most of the House the way he has your office, and you really had no idea this was coming? I mean, you, you have you have an inkling, but you didn't have an idea, because I mean, with you. Uh, with with the with the chairmanships that you've had on committees and with uh, the the staunch conservative voice you've been on the floor and around the the, the House of Representatives, um, as one of your constituents, and not because I like you, which I do, and not because you know I think you know they owe it to you because you're from Indiana, but it just kind of honks me off that you know he would do that to representatives when you guys were in there fighting tooth and nail for him. And then, as soon as he, he he has to have something on the wing here, and as soon as something reared its head, and you know it's a high six-figure salary or whatever his inclination is, and so he says, "Oh, by the way, I'm out." I, I'm sorry that just yeah, that I, just rubs I me wrong.
1: Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he talked to or who he gave a heads up to. Um, you know, a lot of times this happened at the state house too. And I, I don't, again, I don't, I don't endorse this. I don't support this. I, I wish it wasn't this way. But a lot of people leave. Quit early because of the cooling off period that it takes to become a lobbyist. Right. And that's the downside of the swamp. So, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do next. I mean, he, he is a former Speaker of the House, and that's rare. And he can go do, I'm sure he can go do a lot of things and make a lot of money. But for, for a lot of us, this isn't about making money. This is about serving our country. And at a time like this, is a, this is about saving our country. And it, with a two-seat Republican majority, it's really hard to do that. But we'll keep up the fight, and um, hopefully, a Republican will be elected to replace George Santos. It's going to be a really tough election, special election in that district. Well, and, and, and you're going to have the governor,
0: election. you're going to have the governor, and everybody else, all the other Democrats from from New York, trying to push uh, to make sure that it's not a Republican. And you're going to have the same thing in California.
1: Yeah, uh, these will be tough places to keep seats. So. All this goes back to the when the ousting of, of Speaker McCarthy happened. I mean, it just at the end of the day, um, where I might have disagre- I might have had disagreements with him. I voted against the, the spending bill that ultimately led, ultimately led to his ousting. But I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Republicans looked serious I mean, at this point. You can't look you can't count to too many accomplishments of this Republican majority. Uh, I, I suppose one one accomplishment, for better or worse, is getting rid of George Santos. But what what else can you look at that this Republican majority has actually accomplished? What, What have we actually done? How have we used the leverage of the majority to cut spending, to secure the border, to hold China accountable, to put parents first in our kids' education, all the things that we campaigned on in the last election cycle? We don't have very many wins that we can go back and show people that we're serious about the majority and that's what bothers me most about it more a lot more about personality conflicts and and censures and things like that and a lot less about uh what what we campaigned on to go out and and save the country and that, that's where republicans that we have to be we have to be really careful we have one year left to go out and do something to get something done to to so that we can with a with, so that we can go back to the voters and ask them to grow the majority rather than take it away from us and now, that's uh, the, the these situations make it a lot harder for us to do that
0: I know you had some votes uh, today or you and you're going to have some more um, so um, what's uh what what else is going on there what what kind of votes have you had coming to the floor what are the discussions about what's before you all right now
1: a couple of, of issues um on the floor this week, one of them is to do away with Biden, with President Biden's uh, uh, student loan uh, uh, relief uh, that was unconstitutional. That he uh, clawed back uh, student loans for college students, and and um, you know, while while a lot of, of those student loans are excessive, uh, it's not fair to my dad who didn't go to college, who worked in a factory all of his life to pay the student loans of kids who went to college and got degrees and things that they couldn't go out and make money, money, uh, enough money to pay off their student loans. It's not fair to my dad. and A lot of people who are listening to the show that that's what Joe Biden would do to try to win over support and win votes heading into the next election. So that's a big issue that we're debating on the floor. And then the other issue, you know, kind of back to the, the punitive part of the job to censure Jamal Bowman for pulling the fire alarm. And uh, disrupting a vote, um, actually, ironically, the same vote that we were talking about, the, the continuing resolution right. that, uh, that, uh, that, that was uh, Kevin McCarthy's last uh, official duty as Speaker of the House. So uh, that, that's on the floor this week as well. We're voting uh, tonight and then early tomorrow morning on those two issues.
0: You know, what, the one thing about pulling the fire alarm that just amazed me, well, I did it because I saw the time I had to get there. I had to get to the floor to vote. And then the cameras show he pulled the fire alarm. And then he turned to walk back to his office or wherever he had come from, so he he wasn't trying to get there for that vote. I mean, I, I just wish people would shoot honest with us and just tell us. You know, there are too he many cameras. Was, he too- knew
1: exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He lied about it, and um, and and ultimately he was arrested, and uh, and 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 uh, pled guilty and received a fine and a punishment. But this is a case where I think you know it, it is appropriate for con- Congress to censure him because he disrupted the official duties of the House, and that yep. might sound familiar because that's exactly what a lot of the January 6th protesters were arrested for and uh, thrown in jail for and punished um, in significant ways for, in some ways maybe um, may, maybe in, in ways that uh, that many of them didn't deserve. Uh, that's what they were punished for. So why, why wouldn't a member of Congress who violated the same statute, yep. disrupting official proceedings, yep. be punished in the same way that, that uh, the average person would be, and yep.
0: it should be. Yeah, you're exactly right. If I ever hear you did that, Congressman Banks, I'm not I'm not backing you up, okay, just so you know. Okay, so. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Hey, Congressman, thank you so very much, sir. I hope you have uh, a good week, and thank you for coming on a day early because of our Penny Pit schedule here on Thursday, Friday. Uh, so we're going to try to knock that out of the park, but we'll talk to you again, hopefully, at our regular time next week. Thank you, Pat. Have a good day. You too.